0: Welcome to The Real Fitness Show. You guys know it, the only show where we talk about what fitness really is, how you should use it, and how it can really, really improve your life. When I tried to transform my body for the first time when I started my fitness journey, I was super confused with all the contradictory information online, so I wanted to create this podcast to bring you the do's and don'ts, the tips and tricks to transform your body for good with myself and the top hitters in the industry. Please share and enjoy. Before starting the podcast, just a note, if you want to see this content right down on a whiteboard with graphics and more visuals, just because that might be a different way to learning for some people, head over to my YouTube channel, YouTube slash At The Real Fitness. So that's YouTube slash At The Real Fitness for more content, more visuals, and more stuff. And if you want to enjoy the podcast... Let's get to it. So if you've been trying to lose fat, if you've been on a fitness transformation of any kind, you probably heard the topic or the name calorie deficit. So what is actually calorie deficit? How can you use it into your advantage? Why is it so important? And... Yeah, everything calorie deficit, that's what we're going to be discussing today in this episode. So first of all, you need to understand what a calorie is, okay? Because if we're talking about deficit, surplus, maintenance, you need to understand calories. And the definition of calorie is the amount of energy that is required to increase the temperature of one kilogram of water by one degree Celsius, all right? So that's all that a calorie is. So it's basically a measure or a metric for energy. All right. And when we're talking about calorie deficit, when we're talking about maintenance, when we're talking about surplus, it all comes down to the energy. All right. Your body can basically be in three states. It can be at maintenance, meaning that we have as many, um, calories or as much energy as we need through the day. So we basically just spend the same that we're putting in. We can be on a deficit, which means that we are ingesting, that we're consuming less energy than your your body's needs for the day, or we can be on a surplus, which means that we're ingesting, we're consuming more energy than what your body needs for that day. So basically the the whole point of this is that your body does a lot of things through the day, right? And a lot of people think that the majority of your calorie expenditure is going to be through your workout, but in reality it's not. Because if you think about it, every time you breathe, every time you move, Every time you think, every time your heart pumps a lot to somewhere, that requires energy. All right? And all the processes that go inside your body, that's called the metabolism, those require a lot of energy. And in fact, fun fact for you, the moment of the day when you're going to spend the mass, the, the most amount of energy is going to be while you sleep. So that's why getting Sufficient sleep and high quality sleep is really important if you're trying to lose fat. But we're not going to get into that there uh, today because we have a lot of other um, content um, regardless of that. So when it comes to to achieving a deficit, the most important thing is going to be the energy, right? It's going to be what's coming in, what's going out. So this will vary a lot depending on your... Um, Activity per- through the day, right? If you're someone who works out regularly, if you just work out sporadically, if you're someone who's sitting all day, if you have an active job, all those things, it's also going to take your age into consideration because obviously your metabolism is going to be different when you're 20 years old than when you're 55. So your body has different things to do. There's different processes, and every single one of those processes burns a specific amount of energy, or in this case, Calories. Now, here's the thing: your body needs to use that energy, and it will use that energy. The key is where that energy is coming from, right? Is that energy coming from what we're consuming, or is that energy coming from what we already have in our body? And that's why when we talk about um, a calorie deficit, what we're trying to do is we're trying to prebate our body from the necessary energy that it needs. So we basically force the body to burn energy from other places that are not food, which in most cases are going to be either fat or muscle. And we're going to talk about those two in a second. Um, and then when you're in a surplus, just like a little note, you basically want to add more stuff. So basically, if someone is trying to build muscle and you don't have enough energy in your body to do more processes than the process that are already been doing, then your body will not build that muscle. So that's why when, when people go on a bulk, when people start um, doing a surplus, what it's doing is it's giving their body enough energy to do everything that's supposed to do, plus a little bit extra while building that extra muscle. So basically um, I've divided the types of deficit into three categories. This is not, um, this is this is being discussed a lot based on what is the ideal, what's not the ideal. I'm going to show you what I've seen, um, the best results with in myself and with my clients. And basically, there's three types of deficit. So we have minimal deficit, all right, which is going to be anywhere between zero to five percent. So zero would be maintenance, all right. You're consuming the same amount of calories that you're spending. So there's no um, surplus or deficit moderate this is what in my experience has been the most effective for the majority of the people i'll tell you why in just a second it's 10 to 25 percent of your calorie expenditure per day and then a big deficit it's over 25 percent now why do i say that for many people for the majority of the people uh 10 to 25 percent is the sweet spot well first of all because what you got, you got to understand a couple of things. First, we're talking about energy. So if you prebate your body of too much energy, you're gonna start feeling sluggish. You're gonna start feeling um, clumsy. You're gonna you're gonna have low levels of energy. You're not gonna be able to do all the processes that your body needs to do. Because here's the thing: there's a maximum amount of energy that your body can take from your fat storage and from your protein storage, which are your um, your muscles per day. So if you let's say you don't eat for an entire day, your body is not going to be able to do all the process that it's supposed to do you by taking it from the from the fat or from the muscle that you have. It will take some from it, but inevitably it will end up not having enough energy to do everything, and you will feel like you know, like you have a, you have super low energy. So that's why it is interesting to understand that. Going too big on a calorie deficit can be counterproductive because you're gonna lose a lot of um a lot of energy. Your sex drive is gonna go down, uh your hormonal balance can be like all over the place, and that's actually really, really um really really dangerous, especially in women, but also in men over 40, over 50, because the hormonal balance can get uh more and more important. And from a transformation side of things. Going too big in a deficit can also be counterproductive because again, your body's not only gonna take the energy from your fat, it's also gonna take it from your muscle. So if you're going 30, 35, 40 percent deficit, your body will not be able to take all of that from your fat, and you will start losing muscle. And again, when you're in a fitness transformation, the goal for the majority of the people, unless you're trying to compete and you need to make a weight, is not to lose weight, it's to lose fat. Right, Because if I told you you're going to lose 10 pounds, but you only lose 10 pounds of muscle and your fat remains the same, you're probably not going to want it because you're not going to look the way you want to look. You're not going to feel the way you want to feel. So it is also interesting to understand that between 10 and 25% is where we've seen, at least in my experience, at least in the scientific literature and the studies, where... The sweet spot is where you're going to be able to lose enough fat without compromising losing energy, without compromising losing muscle, all right? And obviously, zero to 5%, the problem there is that you're going to have to go super slow. So this is more suited for people who are maybe a little bit more advanced, trying to maybe do a, a little bit of value recomposition, which in many cases is not the most um is not the most intelligent idea. But for guys or in gals who've been training for you know five, six, seven plus years, that's normally where they want to be because they don't want to risk um losing any of the muscle that they've gained um over the over the the gaining phase unless again they need to compete or something like that. When it comes to uh, uh the the Plus twenty five. There's only one situation where I would suggest it, and that would be when you when someone is com- like super overweight, um, and they really haven't been doing maths exercise. The moment you start moving, your calorie expenditure is going to go through the roof. So, used by what what felt like a twenty five percent at the beginning, the moment you you increase that maintenance, it's going to be higher. Right, because let's say if you normally if you normally spend three thousand calories without moving from the sofa because you have a lot of extra weight on you, and now all of a sudden you do an extra workout that gives you an extra six hundred calories, right? All of a sudden you're a thirty-six you're at thirty six hundred. If you were doing let's say a twenty-five uh percent from the three thousand, that's gonna put you at what? Um so that's gonna be this is math here. Uh twenty two seven seven fifty. Right now, this would be a twenty five percent based on the initial three three thousand, but it will be um it would be lower on the thirty six hundred. So you can go a little bit. You can be you can be a little bit lower on the you can go a little bit higher. Sorry, on the calories and still be safe. Right. So those are the things that you need to consider when you're trying to understand. Okay how massive a deficit I want to do, like how, how drastic do I want to go and all that. My advice, my common advice is that you want to go as small as possible for a couple of reasons. First of all, because you want to maintain as much energy as possible. Second of all, because for the majority of the people, they can increase the amount of calories that they're, that they're spending per day pretty easily. Right, are sleeping a little bit more, just moving a little bit more, they're gonna be able to increase the amount of calories that they're um, that they're spending per day. So that deficit does not necessarily need to come from the diet, but it can come from the all the other things, right? And on top of that, that's also gonna give you some range to play with, because let's say that you start at twenty five percent, right, the top of oh, like the top of the range. And all of a sudden, you hit a plateau. You're gonna have a pretty tough time breaking through that plateau, right? However, if you start at 10%, you start losing weight, you start losing fat, you start feeling better, and all of a sudden, you hit a plateau, you still have 15% to play with. You can decrease your calories, use a couple of points more, and you're gonna be losing fat again. You're gonna be in, in the role again. And that kind like of gives you margin to play with, right? It's like, if you are, if you have a million bucks, right, and you can buy a house, you can buy a house that is worth a million bucks, or you can buy a house that is worth 600,000 and then work work yourself up to adding some extra stuff if you don't like the living room you still have some you still have some earnings to put in there and to improve it. If you if you spend all the million bucks on the house and there's something on the house that you don't like you're not gonna be able to fix it. Right? So this is basically the same it's gonna give you some margin for error some margin for when you hit a plateau and some margin to play with um especially if you start filling less energetic. If you start feeling like your sex drive is going down, you can uh, can like get back a little bit. So that would be my general idea when it comes to like what type of deficit you would be in. Like 10, to 25% for the majority of the people is the safe slot. And again, you play it out. If you want to go a little bit more aggressive, go to your 20, 25, if you want to play it a little bit more safe, maybe you have someone who has a good amount of muscle, don't want to, don't want to lose it definitely be more closest to the 10%. If you're someone who's never been working out before, you don't really have a lot of muscle uh, to risk, then you can go a little bit higher uh, without worrying about that too much. And then lastly, the last point that I wanted to to touch on today is how do you actually control this calorie deficit? So basically there are three ways of doing it. Um, And I'm going to go through each one of those. The first one and my personal favorite, it's the average. So basically... You know that you're supposed to be, I don't know, at 1,700 calories every single day. Then you just hit 1,700 calories every single day. Like super easy, super straightforward. You don't have to think about it. Every day is the same. If you work out, it's the same. If you don't work out, it's the same. During the weekend, it's the same. So it's super, super simple. I like this uh, way because it's super simple. Um, it takes away complexity. You don't have to be thinking about the day of the week, and it's just like overall the most sustainable that I've found for me and my clients um, that works best. The second one is going to be the highs and low days. So in this situation, you will still hit the same deficit. So let's say um, you're doing seventeen hundred. Okay, just for let's let's just do two thousand because I'm not that good at math. So let's do two thousand for seven. Um, that's going to be, if that's going to be, uh, that's right. So that's going to be 14,000. Yeah. That's, I think my mind is good up until this point. So 14,000 calories for the week, right? So you can either do that by eating 2000 calories, seven times per per, um, per week. Um, you can also have some high and so low days. So basically you're going to have some days where you're going to be 1500, right? So let's say you do 1500, four, five, and that's going to be, um, 750, right? Um, pretty sure. No, no, that's, that's not true. (laughs) Let's, let's do these, let's do this math thing. So, uh, 15, that's three. Oh, it was actually fine. Yeah. Sorry for that. So 7,500 calories, and then you have two days where you fill out the rest. So the rest is going to be uh, 650 and 500. So you're going to do 3,250 plus 3,250, right? And that gives you uh, 6,500, and that comes down to uh, the 14,000, right? So... This is something that a lot of people like to do in terms of like, okay, I'm going to eat a little bit less during the week and then I'm going to have a little more margin for the weekend. So on the weekend, I can have a little bit more flexibility, eat more of the other stuff. Some people like also to do that maybe on the more like high intensity workouts. So for example, if you're going to be doing legs on Tuesdays and Fridays and you know you require some extra energy, you can also pump it up. That's another way to do it. I'm not super opposed to it, but um, it can also, in my experience, it can lead to people having a bad relationship with food in terms of like, oh, I'm restricting myself during the week and then waiting for the weekend to blow out. And in many cases, that turns out to these uh 3250 50 days turning into 4,000 days, and you blow up the entire deficit, right? And then the last thing. That a lot of people do is going to be the refits. Now, there's there's a little a little caveat there on the ref, on the refits. Many people use refits in a different way, just to give diet breaks, just to reboot metabolism. Maybe if you if you've been going on a, on a really um, hard deficit for a while, it can get really challenging mentally. So having a refit here and there can work in that sense. So that, I'm gonna just take that completely. Um, Out of the equation, I don't know if that's correct or not, but um, just to show you another way to do it would be to have really low days, right? And for the majority of the time, and then once a week, or once every two weeks, you do a a refit where you basically blow it up and you eat um, whatever. So in this case, for example, it would be, let's say, let's say we do this for six days instead of five, right? And then the last day, this would this would go to 9,000 9, 9, calories. So you, you eat 1,500 calories for six days. So that it ends up at 9,000 calories. And then you finish up by a quote-unquote refeed day where you, you're going to be able to eat 5,000 calories. All right. So if you plus this out, it comes down to 14,000. So... It's the same idea, right? You just save up calories for one day where you're just gonna blow it up and you eat whatever. Same pros, same cons. Um, I think that that can lead to a somewhat bad relationship with food um, with days of blowing it up, days of restricting. So that's why, in my personal opinion, <clears throat> in what I've seen working best for my clients, the average way is the most effective. First, for simplicity. Second of all, because it promotes a healthy relationship with the food. And yeah, that's basically what everything that you need to know about a calorie deficit, how to go about it, how do you kind of like figure out where you should be um, in terms of numbers. The only thing that I want to kind of like finish out this episode with is to point out that even when you track the calorie deficit and you look at a calorie deficit on a day to day basis, You're not going to make progress in one day. What I mean by this is that if you completely blew it up one day, if it's one day, it's not going to do too much, right? You need to extend the time horizon. Obviously, if I'm supposed to eat 14,000 calories for the week and I eat 2,000 calories every day, and then the last day I go ahead and I eat 6,000 calories, so I finish out the week, add 20,000 calories, then yeah, you're not gonna make much progress that week. But if that only happens one week out of the 52 of a year, you're gonna still gonna make incredible progress. So you need to look at the calorie deficit on weeks, months, and years basis. Meaning, I might be, I might screw today, but if I do arrive for the next 10, 15, 14, 20, 30 days, It's not really going to make that massive of a difference. And the other side is also true, right? If every three days, every four days I'm blowing it up, even if all the other days I'm fine, you're ending up eating the deficit. Because at the end of the day, what we're trying to achieve with the deficit, like like I mentioned here, everything is about the energy, right? So if you normally spend 40,000 calories, per week, that's your maintenance, and your goal by subtracting um, a percentage of it, your goal is to be at 35,000, right? And then one day you eat 5,000 more, you're going to end up at the same place that you started, you're not going to lose any fat. If otherwise you end up eating 6,000 more calories and you end up the week with 40, 41,000 calories while your maintenance is 40, you're going to gain a 1,000 calories. So you're going to gain some fat. You're going to gain some weight. And at the end of the day, what you need to look at is the overall, right? Where am I sitting for the entire week? Where am I sitting for the entire month? Where am I sitting for the entire year? And if you do that, you're going to be able to achieve your fitness goals. It used to finish up on a little, little note. To give you a target, 3,500 calories equals one pound of fat. So that's a good target for you to have in mind. Understand that this equals one pound of fat. This does not equal you losing one pound on the scale because on the scale, like in your body, you have muscle, you have bones, you have water. There's a lot of things going on. So you might lose a pound of fat. And the scale going up because you put a couple pounds of muscle because you drank too much water yesterday because you haven't gone to the bathroom yet so keep those things in mind hopefully that was um interactive enough hopefully that was helpful enough like we always say if you enjoyed this content go ahead and share it with someone who might benefit from listening to it and if you didn't enjoy it like we've been here for a while so i don't know what you're doing with your life go do something that it's worth your time but if you're here you probably enjoy the content so far so go ahead Pay it forward, send it to someone who might benefit from it. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode next week.